Welcome to the Everyday Sniper. You got Frank from Sniper's Horde. What's going on this week? All kinds of crazy drama again. I guess the PRS came to Colorado and they can't do shit right fucking still. It's the same old crazy manipulation bullshit. It's like, I get it, man. You guys are coming out west now. You're doing the center fire thing all around. But get your shit straight. I mean, this is totally like... One, you should have used COVID to fix your um, rules because they're contrived and bullshit. And the problem is, is you got the rules that come down from leadership that go to the match director. And then from the match director, they go to the RO. And they're already corrupt. Then from the RO to the shooter, right? So now you got all these layers and it's so bullshit. So they had the event at Cameo. And I mean, Cameo is such an awesome place. And you're like, you don't even want to see these guys come out here and corrupt shit because they can't do nothing right. You know, the favoritism, the manipulation, it's all there. And the funny thing is, it, this was like the perfect example of how they can do things and you'll never see it. And then how they'll change the story to fit their narrative. And on top of that, they're the cancel people. They turned around and the guy who didn't like the fact that it was not fair, it was not even, has now been sort of kicked out of everything because he stood up and said, that ain't fair. Why does that guy get a reshoot and I don't? Why does that guy get a reshoot and I don't? And then you lie to him right to his face. Oh, that didn't happen. The, the problem is, is they've given themselves too many exits. You know what I mean? It's easy. Well, he didn't know this at the time, but you're here still work acting on it. Now you know, but you're still already acting. So they, they it's basically if I back up, guy goes to a match, right? Cameo, they have their match. And there's a, you know, course of fire. A couple people were confused on the order in which things would be shot because it's so stupid and contrived and they don't know how to do shit. So they got to tricky it up and try to mess with it. And, you know, oh, do don't do it A, B, C, do it A, D, F, G, Y, and, and, and remember all that, you know, and it's like, I get it. They don't do time and speed because it's, it's just stupid. But anyway, so somebody's like, hey, I shot it out of order, zero that, I want a reshoot. No, you don't get a reshoot, the order's part of the thing. But wait a minute, he got a reshoot, he got a reshoot. He got a reshoot. Why don't I? Well, because you're not him, him, or him. And sit down, little man, and, and leave it alone. Well, wait a minute now. And this happens over time, right? It, 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 they play this game and that 90% of the competitors will never see. So now they come in and they start yelling at the squad. And, and hey, you know, it is what it is. I won't even say what some of it, but they start. It's the squad's fault time. This guy's upset. Because he was treated unfairly and he sees the rock stars get treated differently. So he's squeaking. Well, then they come over and they come down on the fucking squad. And the squad's like, hey, wait a minute, man. You guys are fucking making this situation worse, not better. What the fuck? And then they make it even worse, right? I mean, here it is. You got guys showing up to a two-day national match at Cameo. Supposed to be the best thing on the planet. And on the second day, they're telling the fucking people, we don't want to play your game anymore and shoot for score. We're just going to show up, shoot the stage, however, no score, no nothing, and walk away because you can't do it right. 
How far are we into this? How far down the road? And it's your rules, dude. You know it's your rules. You know it's the bullshit. And it's you know how you allow people to interpret the rules. You even say it. It's like even in your arguments, it's like you give yourself an exit. Here's the exit. Well, they're all individual events. The match director's in charge. Meanwhile, they kicked the guy out of the series. So it's not an individual event. It's a series event. So when it's in their favor, it, it's all for us, right? It's, hey, everybody, we're all big house. Hey, come on. It's all great. We love it. Yeah. But when it's, when it's wrong, oh, that's that guy's fault. Oh, wait, no, we had nothing to do. You know, the PRS can't do nothing about that. That's his match, but they'll tax you, not correctly, but they'll tax you when they need to. They kicked the dude off of social media because he bitched, so they played the liberal cancel culture. How crazy is that, that they're playing cancel culture, and they tried to fucking cancel somebody else, too, and it didn't work out because he brought receipts. You know what I mean? It's it's like, they, they it. Ah, you did it wrong. Okay, who told you I did it wrong? Well, he did. Well, yeah, I'm arguing with him. But what about that guy? Well, I didn't talk to that guy. I talked to him. So you talked to the one guy that backed up to your narrative, but you didn't talk to anybody else. You talked to the one guy you knew you were going to use to manipulate. And then on top of that, I mean, what's all that? Like, not that I really care about the AG Cup. That is what it is. I mean, you know, good on them event. But then they took a points for technicalities. You know, letter of the law says letter of the law. But they put that shit in their pocket because when they need it, they'll use it. But I mean, to go and lie about people, to go and change the story and the narrative, it, it, this is bullshit, man. It, it, if you're not a favored one, why are you giving them your money? There's other events you don't. And, and you know what the funny thing is? Here's the PRS, dude. The PRS actually called someone up to kick them out of their series and they're not even members. They're like, we're calling to kick you out. You're not going to be able to shoot our events anymore. It's like, dude, I ain't a member. But they're individual events, but I'm going to kick you out. This, These people are everything we don't like. And they'll lie to your face. And, oh, no, 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 no. It ain't that. It ain't that. And they'll lie to your face. And turn around and make it seem like, oh, it's not us, it's them. I guarantee they tagged that squad and part of it is because of things I say out here. They had a preconceived notion about people. Dude, you're going to come out west. They are not going to put up with your bullshit. The events are fucking straightforward out here. They, they You know what I mean? It, it doesn't have all these contrived rules. It's find it, range it, engage it. Some places it's with one shot. Some places they'll give you two. But it's find it, range it, engage it however you can. You know, when you start manipulate, oh, you got to do it in this way, this way, this way. Well, the target's right there. There it is. I'm going to shoot it. Okay. That's how it should be. Oh, you got to do it in this order, this order, this order. What is it? Left to right, near to far, right to left. Uh, and you know the bitches is, yeah, it's it's... You won't see this. You know what I mean? It, you can go to an event that has an issue and you'll never see it. And and, and it's just a funny thing. I, I, you know, they were trying to say like, you know, because the squad basically said, hey, man, just let us shoot. And the PRS's mindset was no one just shows up to shoot. It's all about the score. 
Who pays the money for a two-day event when the points don't matter? Dude, there's a ton of people. 90% the points don't matter. And especially, even if you go into it thinking, dude, the points to me matter. I'm practicing in your own way, in your head. You're going to an event and you're going, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. With By the fourth stage, maybe the fifth, you already know that's not realistic. You've already blew it. And so now you're done. You know, there's 10% that are fighting every fucking stage to get to where they want to go. And that's their choice. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, you know, I used to have that competitive spirit. I don't have it anymore. Now I'm looking at the technical, you know, how to make things better. How to do this a little easier. How to How is it more practical? You know what I mean? Think about where my head's going. And it's not competition. It's not the competition. It's all about like, how do we make the event? How do we make it more fun? How do you make it, you know, how do you kind of balance the equation for everybody? So the top's not getting more than the bottom. You know what I mean? That's all it is. And in their mind, that's not, they want to reward the hungriest of you. They want to reward the one that's fighting for every point. And even if you're coming and you're participating, you're secondary if you're not in that fight. And that matters because they're manipulating the experience. I mean, just the the projection and the things that were said about people this weekend by the PRS proper and their match director were beyond the pale. People they don't even know. They were assuming ahead of time. They then went ahead to the ROs and warned the ROs about an entire squad. This squad's troublemakers, if you get any opportunity, throw them out. Think about that. That's some liberal cancel culture bullshit. And this is, they're fine with that. They're advocating this. This is the program they want to bring out West. This is the program they want to expand from that Southeast area where they have a captured audience and their contrived bullshit to the rest of the country. This is the mindset. Don't bother. And then they were offended. Shannon was offended that the people in the squad went to him. You know, nobody goes to the big boss. Nobody talks to the big boss that way. You you keep your fucking, you, you take what we give you. And you'd be happy with it. That's the mindset. <laughs> so there you go. That's my 10-minute rant. Just crazy. I'm done. I had it. You know what I mean? This is so stupid. Do your own thing. You don't need them. You tax the guy who loves shooting out here because he saw something unfair and he didn't want to let it go. He didn't want to give you the benefit of letting it go because he saw an unfair situation. And now you ruined, you, you took him out of the entire equation. The guy can't shoot nothing anymore because they taxed him. That's crazy. They canceled somebody for that. So I did another video with Chris. And, um, we did one on balancing the rifle, right? Um, or no, no, that's, that's the last one I have to do. I'm editing shit, so I got it out of order. I just blew it. Oh, I blew the, the secret. No, it wasn't a secret. But anyway, I did, we did one. Um, so we did those crossfire conversations. And uh, we did that uh, picking tripods and different things. Well, I just put one out with hand grip and hand positions. I got one question. 
one question for you. What has the PRS done to grow the sport? Just answer that. What have they done to grow the sport that didn't put money in their own pocket? What have they gone outside for an event or something? And if you say they put on like the gap grind, that's not for the sport. That's not growing the sport. Okay, I'm saying outreach. I'm saying putting their hand in their own pocket, going out and doing something for other people, grow the sport. Recruiting. What have they done to recruit new shooters? You can say, hey, man, this is a venue that's an easy match. If you're new, come to that. That's not growing the sport. That's not what I mean. I mean, what have they done? What kind of outreach? What kind of events? What people are they bringing in and what are they doing I mean, are they doing an open day? Do they do anything? What are they doing to grow the sport? That's their tagline. All this is done, and they shut you down by telling you they're just looking to grow the sport. No, they're just looking to grow their fucking pocketbook. They want a bigger purse. That's it for themselves, and you ain't getting your hand in it. But anyway, so I did the videos with Chris, and I think that's kind of part of it, is they know that I'm I'm doing stuff with Chris Way and doing the videos, and when the squad was his video, then I guarantee that came into their mindset, thinking Chris is out here, Chris has been on the podcast, and, and the things, and they labeled him an issue. And the guy's the last thing from an issue because of that. It's crazy. But anyway, so him and I did these videos, and we did one on hand grip that I just put out up on Sniper's Hide uh, yesterday, today. It's up there right now on YouTube. And it's the Crossfire Conversation and, you know, I'm kind of looking at some of this. I've always had a problem. Like, my handgun has been weak. I mean, part of it's my eyes. Um, I, I have that stigmatism in my right eye. Um, I'm left eye dominant. I have all those things. And I've adapted to them. And I actually shoot better in a lot of cases left-handed. But uh, I've adapted and I've taught myself. The eyes are, have muscles. You can teach yourself. And I have. I, I, I went through it. I can cut the information out of my left eye. I can let the right eye take over. And then I can break that information back from the left and I'll adapt. And I've done that over the years. Now that I'm older, my eyes take a lot longer. I mean, I literally can look at the phone and then look at the TV and it takes me 15 minutes to refocus. Uh, My eyes are nuked. And they've always have been. It's always been my weak link with that astigmatism in my right eye. So, um, the handgun people grips and things in handgun, and I haven't kept up, but I have kept a side eye on it. You know what I mean? I'm not a handgun guy and I need to be, but I'm not, but I've always been weak handgun. And so I'm looking at what's going on and there's these Ronin guys and these, you know, monkey samurais and all these things. And these dudes are changing up how we're looking at grips and trigger manipulations and handguns. And it's having a result. It's sort of non-traditional. Well, in precision rifle, you know, we have different stocks now. So the hunting style stock with that sort of swept in grip where there is a grip in there. There's a pistol grip in a hunting stock, but it's in there. Then we have the traditional pistol grips, the vertical grips, and then there's different versions of swept grips. And I kind of hinted and talked on grips slightly because of the vision. 
right? I've ordered like four different grips and I was looking at the size, the angle, the sweep, excuse me, the feel. I'm hiccuping because I'm not breathing. I got that one side of my nose is still stuffed and I can't breathe. I got long COVID or some shit anyway. And and so it makes me have to hiccup or not breathe. Right. Because I'm not breathing. But anyway, so, you know, I'm looking at grips and grips and grips. So then Chris and I did this video discussing and changing up the grip. And you may have remembered several years ago, one of the first times he came to our range and I had my AI out there. We're on the A, and in the video, I put that first video. There's actually the day we were there, and this happened, a segment in there. So Chris is running the bolt on my AI, and I believe it was the first time he shot the AIs. And as he discusses it, the AI's bolt sequence is slightly different, 60-degree throw. It's got that rear lug that's really in there. So you got to sort of unlock it out of that bolt lug. The handle is a lug. And then, you know, you're coming up and you're, you're moving it. So he looks at it as it's a slightly different manipulation cycle. And when we were working with that, he w- he was doing sort of the thumb on the back of the bolt. And then you kind of rotate your hand. So your hand comes up and unlocks the bolt. You come back. And coming back is really just back of the hand. Uh, you know, it, it's not anything you know earth shattering some grab it some back some do different ways but opening the bolt is one thing but then closing it becomes the trick right tips and tricks not the trade and so thumb on the back of the bolt with some of these custom tight tolerance actions it pushes it straight so you don't get any binding and it moves smoother now, a few of uh, all the actions have the firing pin indicator and it's right there in the middle and your finger gets in. So you got to kind of get around it. But anyway, so he's doing that. And when he brings his hand in, if you kind of picture your hand like a claw, which your thumb going straight out at 90 degrees to the left and you push that forward, the claw, and then you rotate your hand down, keeping the thumb on the back of the bolt you'll notice that that 90 degree trigger, your middle finger goes right to the trigger, not your trigger finger, your middle finger is right there. And when Chris and I did that, he's like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Middle finger's right there. I said, well, there are disciplines that do shoot with their middle finger. That speed shooting in Scandinavia there or Switzerland. I don't know if it's Switzerland or Scandinavia or both. Maybe it's both. But the speed shooting, that 12-inch plate at 200 meters, um, they shoot and they go really fast with a 308. Um, They use their middle finger because as they're coming down, it's right there and it's quicker. So you're a time discipline, right? You're, You're under the clock in a lot of ways. So Chris then sees that he can then isolate. So what we're trying to do with the grip, right? We're trying to isolate the trigger finger. We're trying to separate it out. And, you know, Mark talks about this all the time, graspers and pincers, right? I have my graspers, which is on the stock, and then your pincers, which are meant for sort of the trigger. So graspers are hard and heavy. Pincers are fine and weaker, right? So these... And the thing with our pincers is the pincers want to move towards each other. So when we move our trigger finger, our pincer there, 
The thumb wants to move with it. So we're looking at isolating and not getting a sympathetic squeeze or sympathetic movement with the firing hand. And we're using that grip to stabilize the hand. And then that's where the thumb comes into play, right? In some grips and some rifles and my hand's smaller, I never talk about my hand size that much, especially in class. I don't say I do this because my hand's smaller and I think I do things different than an average person would do. So I always talk just best practice. But I'm adapting, I'm manipulating, I'm changing me up to execute the movements, but based on my body type. See the difference here, right? I could talk in general terms, and that's what we do a lot. We talk in generalities, right? A, B, C. But then there's fine-tuning that for you, the individual, and that's where classes come in that's where coaches come in that's where instructors come in that's next level shit that's how you get to that top 10 is by having somebody look and analyze or like what some of these other guys do is they kind of cluster up together and then they kind of compete and practice with each other and push and then when they move out to the events they're in more of a hyper competitive mode Right, Because we can do improper practice. We can execute practice poorly. I understand it this way. This seems to work for me, and I see X amount of success. When I do it more, I see a little bit more success. I must be improving. Right. Meanwhile, you're doing the same thing over and over again because you don't have another set of eyes. See, we're trying to help the PRS with another set of eyes and saying, fix your shit, but they're too stupid and stubborn to listen to anybody. But anyway, so, right, a second set of eyes then allows you to go, oh, I see what you're doing there. I see what's going on here. Hey, try it this way. It opens up different things. I mean, there's a lot of times that somebody, an individual will go out and have an understanding of something, go off on their own and practice, and then come back with a better technique because why? They didn't really get what they were doing. They thought what they were doing was right, and they found a better way of doing it. Not a problem, man. That's all good. And that's what Chris and I's videos are about. Okay, what I'm trying to do with this sort of videos with Chris is B, we're, we're in the tips and tricks phase in a lot of ways. But we're at the same time, we're being as generic as possible. And I mentioned this before. So not to push you towards any one tool. It's more why the tool than whose tool. Why? It's answering why are we doing this? Why do we want to do that? Why are we endeavoring to do this every time? And that should be able to give you, well, wait a minute. I can't do that. But I can do this and get the same result. Because the why is giving me something different. You know what I mean? The why is, is, is now 
educating me. And that's why I'm asking, man, where's the education? Right? Where's the education? Where is those videos? You know, that's and and you know what? I really I I've, I've done this a gazillion times. That I guarantee that I I know I have oh, fuck I'm almost 400 episodes of this. I, if I did not say a hundred times, I'll donate some money to charity. But I guarantee if you went through every one of my episodes, I found a hundred pieces of real advice to those guys that I was talking about earlier. And I don't want to do it, man. I really do. But it's like so simple. Like how many times have you seen a series? I mean, just invest your own money. Hire a crew. Put them in your place. And put out lessons. They're supposed to be a teaching range. They'll take your money to teach you, but they don't put anything out for free. They don't show you how to do it. They don't talk about doing it. Because they want you to show up and pay your money. They, they, they're they done giving you the free try. They're beyond that. and And that's telling, man. You know what I mean? That's super telling that they won't give you a little bit for something, you know, for nothing. That's weird to me. And that's what bothers me. Because, you know, all we're trying to do is help that next guy. Like, we understand different things resonate with different people in different ways. I mean, if you're doing the same stages, if everybody's mimicking what you're doing, if you're the leader, wouldn't you put out some, hey, man, a new course of fire, new thing. I mean, NRL 22 would feed you stages and things every month. Try this, do that. How about this? The series is providing a service back for what you're paying. That ain't happening. And that's why there's this drama. That's why... Because it's, and the problem is is shooters. You guys are expecting like it's okay. It Don't worry about it. You guys are like, hey man, it's cool that I'm getting taken advantage of. Oh, don't worry about it. That's what we're supposed to have happen. No, it's not. You're being taken advantage of. And you're saying it's okay. There's a lot of other things out there. Go spread your wings and see something completely unaffiliated. The experience individually like to a man, I go here, here's a competitor. I met you, you met me. Hey, everybody, how we doing? It's going to be identical. Might even be a little bit less because it's not as competitive, right? They don't sit there and, and, and attack and it's not all about the point. You know what I mean? So that's kind of where I'm going. So that's what we're doing with these videos. We're trying to give you that little bit of information. Let's see if I get this guy right. I'm trying to mess with my stuff here. So we're trying to give you that piece of information to get you the next level, right? And we're giving this all, we can sit around among ourselves and try things all day and then keep it within a closed circle of friends. But that's not what we're about. We're about that dissemination of information. That's the fucking loops, right? Those old loops and stuff. 
the, the, the methods, the research method, the intelligence fucking pictures. What good is it if I sit here and I crunch all this stuff and I come up with a new, different way? I mean, and it just goes to like Mark and I with the weaponized math. Our first thought is not, let's, you know, sell it. Let's keep it. Let's, you know, it's dude, give it to everybody. See if they can break it, number one. And if it's helping people, use it. More and more and more and more and more and more, we hear about people using weaponized math. Everywhere we go. That guy's using it. We don't even know some of the people using it. That's awesome. And honestly, I would totally be behind the, because I do, let, let me explain something here to you, man. I'm going to whack some poetic. I do think competition is good. It's healthy when done correctly. And it's the cheapest training one can get. And it's an easy way to provide a large amount of people access to this stuff. But it has to go beyond score, sponsors, and prizes. There has to be an education side to it. There has to be a recruiting side to it. There has to, we know there's an entertainment side. This, here's the dirty secret, guys, and, and this goes to those fucking East Coasters too, Right? This is sports entertainment and you're not entertaining when you're acting like dicks like that all the time and it's all about the score. The projections I heard about this last weekend, projecting onto other competitors because you're that cutthroat guy, you're that guy and you're projecting it onto a squad in its whole and you don't know any of those people. It's one thing to say, here's a guy fighting for third place and he's tooth and nail and he's being, and he wants to move to number one and he's bitching about everything to get there. That ain't happening. You're that person. The people you were talking to were not that people. They were just the normal squad who wanted to see it done fairly. I mean, that's why the rules out West have evolved the way they have. There really are no rules out west because one, the target size, the wind, and the and the, I mean, think of a CD match. A CD match, there's your pins, there's the targets, go. You can't really break the rules. And that makes it easier to manage a large amount of people and move them through. We don't want interpretation between the series, the match director, the RO, and the shooter. So there's interpretation between the series and the match director, between the match director and the RO, the RO and the shooter, and then back to the match director when there's confusion. And then what happens because you already did it? Now it becomes, can I re or not? Well, no, you already saw it, so I can't. Yeah, but he did. Well, why did he do it? Well, because he did it. Wait a minute. But if you just say, there's this, there's that, and that's why we should be talking to each other because there's certain best practices that work. PRS has certain best practices that work and would work universally, and it gets adapted. The West Coast has certain best practices that work and should be, and you bring it all together and you say, we know this works. We know this works. We know this type of scoring works. We know we can do this, this, and this. 
And then when people start doing precision rifle competition across the country, they know what to expect. And you don't have these headbutt fucking situations where he knows better than him and why are you and what's with this and who's doing that. And then it's a fuck you, fuck you, and fuck you. Then clicks form, fucking factions divide, and now everybody fucking don't like anybody. And there's the group that agrees with you, there's the group that agrees with him, and there's the group that agrees with us. Nobody gets along. And then it fractures again and fractures again. And then you know what happens from there? Because all this is happening in each group, Somebody's going to go, hey, maybe they were right. So now it splits three more times because it splits two over there and one over here. So this is what we're talking about, dicks. This is why we're saying you're the problem. People want fair. They want consistent. And really, they don't want contrived. But they'll take a certain amount of it for the entertainment factor. Okay? Damn. And like I said, I like comp. I don't have that competitive gene anymore, but I recognize the value in it. Right? There's a value to it. And if you're smart enough and you go there, I mean, like, he couldn't believe there were people there for that value and not for the competitive aspect of it. He doesn't know his audience. Right? He doesn't know his audience. He's not curious either. Because you're either with him or you're not. You're either part of his fucking plan or you're the enemy. Crazy. It's just crazy that, that we're doing this still. And everybody reached out. Dude, don't trust me when I say... And there's only one side of this equation because he thinks he's going to own it. And he might. He's Pretty soon he may own it all. But he wants to own it all and pretend like he did it all on his own. So when he takes all the money, he can justify it. Anyway. So, I, you know, the videos are there and they're not brand specific. They're not. They're, they're looking for you to think. They're looking you to experiment. We want to put you out there. And, and honestly, and, and this is a, a good thing. I've watched Chris operate. I've sort of watched Chris operate as well without anyone there. And a lot of the work he did between 100 and 200 yards in the beginning. And then when 200 yards was no longer getting it for him, he went to six. And, and really, this goes to that three six, and eight. If you can manage 300 yards, 600 yards, and 800 yards, you really got it licked in terms of practice. 300's where you want your groups. 300's your starting point, right? You're going to shoot, instead of you shooting 100-yard groups, check your zero and all that stuff, you're going to do it at three. You want group shots at three. Six establishes your wind. You're practicing and learning the wind at six because it's cause and effect. So you can say and measure the numbers will work for anybody out there listening, really. And that's why we do six. I mean, you may have a guy with a six millimeter 
with the right caliber that can do all this at seven or eight just because of the way his gun's set up. But we do it at six because six will work for your 308s. Six will probably work well for the 223 all the way up. Anything you zero at 100, six should work for pretty well. You know? And then eight is sort of that uh, pushing it right there. If you can manage eight and reduce that target size and get it to within there and then work your eight, work your eight, work your eight, you should be pretty damn well-rounded precision rifle guy. You should be a well-rounded dude. Three, six, and eight. Those are your money locations. That's what I'm saying. Okay? And that's where, like I said, I think these matches can really, really be a thing. But you got you to gotta open up the window. You got to open up the door. And it's not all a... I mean... These matches can be so much more. And that's what I, I mean, if you look at the Sniper's Hide Cup stuff when it was big, when it was at the Rifles Only, there was a train-up component. We had 25 people in class just prior to it. There was a learning element. There was always a new stage, something new, something unique. We spent a year thinking about it. Something different. Right? And then, you know, there was the entertainment side of it. There was the banquet side, the food, the this. We made it a destination. And when you scale that down, you don't necessarily want to scale it down by cutting out elements of what the big matches offered. You just make them smaller packages within that. I mean, maybe it is you're not buying people three meals. You know what I mean? Maybe you're giving them a snack, you know, something. Maybe you're replacing the meal with a T-shirt or the T-shirt with this. The one-day matches I get, but you could still have a training aspect of it. Why not have a one-day match locally if you're done 1, 2 o'clock in the afternoon and then offer somebody a refresh clinic after to go through and admin it and practice it and learn from people and open that up till five. So your one day match ends one to three o'clock. You open the range up for people to use the same thing until five and you educate people. Hey, come after lunch, watch these guys run a stage. Then you can shoot and practice it and do this. You know what I'm saying? You recruit and you don't have to stick your hand out because it's already done and set up. It's time. And maybe somebody wants to volunteer. Maybe they hate their wife and doesn't want to go home. Fuck the kids. They suck. I want to stay here. You know what I'm saying? Dude, there's a lot that can be done that's not being done. And that's the frustration. That's the fucking bitch. That's the rub. And, you know, when somebody steps up, they're not all like me. Some people will actually talk in a normal way and be like, hey, you know, ABC and not be like, fuck, yeah, crazy, you know, and listen to them. Don't just dismiss them. It's just nuts, man. It's just I get wanting to be in charge. I get wanting to be the premier fucking league. I get wanting to do all these things. But beating people over the head to say it, isn't organic, isn't natural. 
if you have to say it and force people, then you're not it. And you're not it. There's people doing it better. They're just smaller and they're keeping their head down because they're working. That should give you pause and make you take notice. But I get it, man, because why do these things happen? Why do these things fall down? Why is somebody able to be what many would consider successful? And it's not a top of the hill, king of the hill thing, knock them off the mountain. It's you can be successful doing it wrong. You know, you can make money by accident. And especially if you're cutting out and, and you know you're, you're controlling the message. If you control a message the best you can and there's only people like me, slivers of it coming out, it doesn't really hurt because nobody hears it. Ah, he's just disgruntled. It's easy to dismiss the messenger. Ah, fuck Frank. And I get it. Every day. Ah, fuck Frank. Okay. But I'm not wrong. You know what I mean? Alrighty, guys. So the videos are out there, Crossfire Conversations, and it's tips and tricks. It's over to the hide, and we, we, you can pop them on there. And we're and we're looking to do stuff. The weather, we're just getting past this wind. I'd actually be out on the range doing a little bit more. The wind has been insane out here. It actually blew. I put a weather meter up on the house, and I kind of clamped it to a vent pipe up uh, top and everything. It's just a plastic vent pipe. It's actually kind of more of that rubbery now or something. It's not even real like hard plastic. It's a softer. But I put a, a weather meter up, and the wind actually blew it off of the vent pipe thing and I had to go up on the roof um and reposition it because the winds were that strong and they are just cranking it and there's nothing we can do I mean the it's 25 to 35 with gusts to 50 and 60 um cities aren't getting it as bad but it's it is out here and in the prevailing thing so it's just delayed me so much to get out to the range um, we're taking over that range. Oh, we also have classes. So I, I'm taking over the range from Mile High. Uh, it's going to be sort of uh, Sniper's Hide, more or less, because they had it. We have it now. So I'm going to get with Austin and, um, and, and do some stuff. But one of the things is we're going to put props up. We're going to put things. I'm going to do a 22. Chris, like I said, Way's talking about doing a hunter thing, like a one-day um, we want to be a laboratory. We want to be a place of education, you know? And so we're, we're doing that and we're moving the range up, but there is a class go on snipers hide or in the snipers hide training is mine and marks and other classes that we're doing this year. One was just stood up in Texas and I think it's Rotan Texas, R O T A N. I think that's how they spell it. There's a, a ELR range there we're going to, and it's some of the guys from Alaska are coming down, but we have some slots. If you want to do an ELR type event with us, it's May, midweek in May, uh, but go on Sniper's Hide. Mark's put everything up uh, on there, and I think there's like three or four slots available. Um, I didn't even know much about it. I thought it was a private class, and that it was filled with people. And it was sort of private setup, but it was set up as open. So I misunderstood the um, the dynamic of it. 
I thought it was individuals saying, we're doing this and will you guys come? And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. But it was like, hey, we can do this here. You can, and, and so if you guys want to get into ELR, bigger guns, 338 or up, uh, I believe, but check it on Sniper's Hide. Make sure I'm not talking out of school and that I'm not screwing that up. But we do have the classes. People ask me, where do you find my information for classes? We're, we're pretty um, consistent. We're going to be changing it up, but we're pretty, I don't want to say full, because we, 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 we can always add more. We are, like, I only want to do so many people, like 12 is my happy number. But we can do usually 16 and sometimes like we want to do 12, but like 13 show up. And when that happens, I'd rather do 14, you know, stuff like that. Uh, so check in Sniper's Hide. There's the training section down by the advanced marksmanship and all that. And there's a pin to the top is our list of courses if you're interested. I know I've, I've gotten some other things. Another word is um, the Sniper's Hide Cup, right? There was the Sniper's Hide Challenge. I don't think the RTC's doing anything beyond Karstetter, though. They had a sponsor gap or something, but I'm not 100% sure what the RTC. It seems like I said, all this stuff is sort of folding. I would put on the event without sponsors, and I don't know if they are still doing the Sniper's Hide Challenge in June. In the cup, we want to do new stuff like at Cameo, but I haven't quite put that together yet. We were still in the discussion phase because we want to make it different. We want to make, you know, I want to put my money where my mouth is. I want to talk best practices like I'm talking about and do it. So I just hadn't done that, but I've gotten three emails in the last week about events, um, the cup and the challenge. RTC on Facebook, Rifleman's Team Challenge, is that series for the challenge, the Sniper's Hide Challenge up there that Carl Taylor and Clint Sharp and those guys have been putting on. And the cup, I grab that name back. That's going to be more standalone. And that'll be the cameo experimentation uh, laboratory type event that we've been talking about because we want to change up how we look at targets. We want to change up the movement and carry aspect of things, um, not just the find it, range, and engage it, but the ability for you to act more dynamically and individually, less rules, more movement. You know what I mean? Uh, less rules, uh, more free thinking. And, and still allow you to score in that and, and be outside the box, you know, not necessarily put you in a box, but make a bigger box and let you move around more in it. So that's kind of why there's no cup cup being announced because I just haven't gotten there. And, and I'm just in, I'm just waking up now and I hadn't quite been in brain mode uh, for this side of the um, fence. I was in computer technology other mode so anyway online or sniper side training classes people have been asking about it we're changing up where we're going how we're going why and when we're going we're adding in more colorado so the fort morgan class great hotels right there about an hour and 15 minutes from the airport 
So you land right in Denver. You're going about an hour out of town towards East Fort Morgan. Hotels are right there. Everything you need. The range is 15 minutes from the hotels. Super easy. Let's me control the situation. My range has targets every 100 yards to 1825. And then you can back up to 2950. Okay, so we've now taken over that. We don't have to ask permission anymore. We're good. So we're going to start building that up and doing what we have to do for what it comes to that. Cool? All right, man. Hey, I, I, that was cool, little rants. That was fun. But, man, dude, we don't like it. it, it it's your forcing our hands and you just telling us to shut up and, 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 you know, trust me, I'm the expert. You're fucking Fauci experts. You know what I mean? I'm going to start fucking calling you Fauci because you're, you're about the same, uh, same level of dude. Real, really. And, and I'm beginning to mean that more and more seriously. You know, it was kind of like, ha, ah, it's kind of funny. Yeah, we'll say that. You know, throw a cut and joke. It's like somebody calling me short. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I'm short, but you made a joke. Okay, cool. And so, yeah, you're this. Yeah, you're that. But now it's kind of like, I think you're kind of serious, dude, because nobody fucks up this much without a plan. And, um, you're you're Fauci level, so that's kind of where where what I'm thinking. That you you need to get your shit together. It, it I'm fine with the fractures. I don't care. Like I said, I can. I'm happy to send people to Wyco, send people here, send people to Border Wars. I mean, all you 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 talk about like with Jim C and everything. You got you know you know it's like for events. He's the dude. I mean. That guy, you, you hear about the stuff he's doing and people coming away from it. He's dotting his I's and crossing his T's. You guys are fucking, you don't even know what letters you got in the alphabet. So, I don't know, man. That That's just, that's 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 the word on the street. Just got your head up your ass and this dude's doing it right. So, you tell me. Anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for being a part of the Everyday Sniper Head over to Sniper's Hide and check that out. Go over to Riflecraft with a K. Riflecraft with a K. And see Chris Way's stuff, man. Um, the videos are the Crossfire Conversations. They're over on the Sniper's Hide page on YouTube. But you can find them pretty much everywhere. You know where the podcast is because you're listening to it. So I would hope you know where that guy's at. But um, yeah, man. That's that's what we're at. So let me know. And uh, we will we will talk to you guys soon. Cheers.